Coming up, our Super Bowl matchup is set. That's next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Monopoly Go. It's halftime and the scoreboard's not looking good. You're not sure you can pull out a win? That's when you say to yourself, it's time to get back in the game, pull off some bank heists and take as much of my friend's money as I possibly can. That's right. The hit mobile game, Monopoly Go, lets you compete with your friends to be the biggest tycoon ever. I might do this with my high school friends. We used to play Monopoly all the time. It's the Monopoly you love, but on your phone anytime with tons of new twists, including leaderboards to compare your progress. There's so much to do. Play on countless dynamic Monopoly boards. Make your friends bankrupt by smashing their landmarks with a wrecking ball. Charge other players rent for your iconic properties. Maybe you'll even play against me. I'm great at Monopoly. You could even work with your friends to crack open community chests and in tournaments to get extra rewards. Get back out there. Put on your game face. Download Monopoly Go. Now free on the App Store or Google Play. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where I hope you're following all of our sports and pop culture coverage there and on theringer.com as well. I am in Chicago right now because we have a big cold weather rewatchables tour this week. We are going to be in Chicago, where I'm right now, and then DC and Philadelphia and New York. Can't wait to see everybody. There will be a new rewatchables podcast this week, by the way. So stay tuned for that. And on this podcast, Cousin Sal is joining me, and we're going to talk about a bizarre day of championship weekend games. Baltimore against Kansas City, San Francisco against Detroit, and a lot of stuff happened. It's all next. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, taping this at a time that ends with a 21. I'm in Chicago, South in LA. I have no idea what actual time it is. I'm in Chicago it's four, time. 4.21 in the morning. I mean, what time is it in LA? Is it like is it like four in the afternoon? Uh, Where am I? Yeah, it's it's between the games, yeah. So we got to okay, get this quick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We have a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, who had the worst loss? Let's just start there. Worst loss, Lions or... Ravens, where the Lions had it in their hands and then squandered it for a variety of ways that we'll talk about. Or the Ravens, who got Haymaker coming out of the gate and then just keeled over and all of the fears about that Ravens team and Lamar and the whole era just came seeping out for three solid hours. What was the worst loss? Okay. I'm going to take this from a fan's perspective. And I think, <clears throat> believe it or not, I think the Ravens' loss was worse. Oh, explain. Um, Lions was a huge collapse, right? Like, we'll, we'll not see one like that in the championship game probably for a while. But I think there's hope that they can win the NFC in the next couple of years. 
The Ravens yeah, have a year, to think. You could say their lines are a year away. So that's how right. you talk yourself into it. Okay. That's it. So, yes, on the day of the game, I think the Lions had the worst loss. But looking into the future, the Ravens have to be like, what the F just happened? What did we do wrong? What were we doing right? Did any of it matter? Does home field matter? Are we ever going to beat Mahomes? Oh, yeah, Burrow's coming back. Josh Allen, all these other guys we have to get through. So in that regard, I would say Ravens is worse. Yeah, the Lions could say our arrows pointing up. Mm-hmm. We'll work with our coach and they're in the <laughs> offseason on some clock management stuff. I can't wait yeah. to go into that. Um, well, now we're headed toward this big this big uh, rematch from five years ago. Is it a rematch if the other game was like four years ago? I don't know if that counts as a rematch. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think and it's within the four years. It's a semi-rematch. Yeah, let's just Different remember the last time these two teams played, the, the, that year was horrible. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's 20, true. It was two weeks later. We were locked in our houses for uh, what seemed like forever. But yeah, I don't think right. that has anything to do with the, the matchup at all. Well, I think the Lions wa- loss was worse. You did. So let's talk about that game first because it just happened. Yeah, because it's 21-7 and you have the ball first and goal from the seven-yard line under a minute left with a chance to end the game, basically. A touchdown ends the game. 28-7. Nobody's coming back from that unless you have Tom Brady circa mid-2010s on your team. And they run, I think they ran, it was like a, a incomplete pass, then it was like a one-yard hand, uh, and then it was like a three-yard pass. And it was fourth and like maybe two and a half. Always two and, and a Campbell half. And yep. Campbell went for the field goal. When all year in that situation, we've watched this guy like, go, go, go. We're going for the kill. We're going for the kill. We're aggressive. We're going to take chances. And he went for the field goal. And when I was watching it, I actually agreed. I was like, I agree also. Three exactly. possession game. I like it. Right. This is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but where it goes askew is then in the second half when he gets super aggro aggressive again. And then you become the guy at the blackjack table that you're sitting next to who's like, wait, you, you, uh, you, you didn't hit the 13 against the two the last time. You just hit it that time and you're just all over the place. Is there any rhyme or reason for how you play? No, no, I'm just feeling the cards, man. It's like, okay. Well, there's no strategy here that you're sticking to. And that's how I felt about the line. I mean, a hundred other things went wrong for them, but um, right. what we could argue about that part forever. The unforgivable sin out of all of this was you get inside the, the 10 with, you know, it's under two minutes left. You're down yeah. 10. It's third down. There's like maybe a minute 10, something like, like that left. And you have to throw the ball because if you don't get it, you kick a field goal. You have all three timeouts left. And they run the ball up the middle and get stuff. Yeah. Terrible play. Then they call a timeout. And it's like, you've just lost. You, nobody gets an onside kick anymore. We've seen it like twice all year. The game's now over. It doesn't even matter what happens. Um, that was the dumbest thing I've seen all playoffs. And one of the dumbest things I've seen all year. How do you explain that if you're Dan Campbell? How? I don't think you can. I think in that situation, above everything, you have to say, I have to keep these timeouts. I must keep these timeouts because I need I'm all probably three. not get I need all three. I'm probably not getting the onside kick. No one recovers onside kicks anymore. I don't know if they ever did, but it's like 4% or something. I forgot what they said this mo- this afternoon. You cannot, the only instance where you take a timeout is if he's sacked and you have a quarterback that's like kind of out of it. But even if he was sacked, I think they would kick the field goal at that point. Right? You could rush the field goal clock. people on and yeah. they could kick it. And there's still 35 seconds left, but now you have all three timeouts. You can kick off. You can try to stop them. And you at least can have a Hail Mary, which has 
a much better chance than an onside kick. I would rather be down seven with three timeouts than down, um, what were they down? Three with two timeouts. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's a it's a death sentence. You're right. It's interesting because we watch this over and over again. And, and anybody who's been playing video games the last few years knows the same thing. We saw it in the first game, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. They need a stop to try to get the ball back. And the first down, it's like they get a penalty. It's first down from and, and five. Mm -hmm. And the guy in the Ravens just jumps off sides intentionally and clocks the guy in the Niners because right. their goal was like, Let, let's reset the first downs because we don't want to use timeouts on a first sure. and five. And it was actually Start smart. Over. It's what you do in a video game. 15-yard penalty, the ref was pissed, but it did like reset it. And that was smart. And then you watch Dan Campbell and it's like, once you're inside the 25, under two minutes with three timeouts, you have to throw the ball into the end zone. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't like... Driving methodically down the field does nothing. You because no. you need a field goal and a touchdown. So take three cracks at the end zone, then kick the field goal. You'll get it back maybe with the three timeouts gone. Um, I just and, and then it, all the other. It's funny stuff. we're we're uh, funny we're leading with this, and I don't blame you. Well, first of all, you have to lead with the bad, right? We could never. I just I'm so I, I get speechless no, by we, how we all stupid it was. But everybody, Lions fans, I think included, would go after the field goals, the passed on field well, I wanna, goals. Well, I want to go through one. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. let's go backwards. So it's 21-7. They settle for the field goal. They take the 24-7 lead going into halftime. Niners mm -hmm. come down to kick a field goal to start the third. 24-10, Lions have the ball. All they've been doing is driving. They're just right. getting yards. It feels like they're getting eight to 12 yards to play. St. Brown can't be stopped. I think he had five third down catches. They lose the ball on downs. On a play right. Reynolds should have caught, but a play they also could have kicked the field goal to go back up 27-10, which they just did at the end of the half. Well, all right, you got a little aggressive. I would have personally taken the points. So the Niners get the ball, and they're still down 14, and Purdy looks like crap. And it just looks, oh, here we go, uh, Purdy. The clock has struck midnight for this guy. And he wings it downfield, and he overthrows Ayuk, and the ball hits the Lions guy in the face. Yeah, and it bounces up in the air, and Ayuk catches it, and and all of a sudden it's twenty four seventeen. And it was fair, one of those plays. Helmet. If, if it hit him in the face, I could be, I could see like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, maybe that, he's got an excuse. But it hit him in the helmet. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, we're old enough now. We've been watching sports long enough that you have right. these uh oh moments, where and everybody's like, yeah, momentum doesn't matter. It's like I've watched too many of these games. Momentum matters. We just watched oh, yeah. a fifty yard pass hit somebody in the helmet, bounce straight up in the air, and now the Niners are down seven, and the crowd is into it, and they're going nuts, and Gibbs immediately fumbles, and all of a sudden it's 24-24. Mm. It just, didn't it feel to you like that was one of those moments? Not only did it feel to me like that, but when people write on our timelines and everything tomorrow, like, you didn't give Purdy enough credit, I'm like, okay, I apologize. We probably should have. But also, if that ball's intercepted and it should have been down 24-10, do they yeah. win that game if the Lions? No, because you're right. They had the momentum. So, okay. Ayuk catches it, falls at the five. They throw a flag. They pick up the flag. And then they score, what, on the next play or two plays later? Yeah. Gives fumbles. Niners score 24-24. Yeah. Lions now have the ball. Another big Josh Reynolds drop. I don't know if he was the gold medalist of murdering the Lions <laughs> in this game, but he's definitely on the medal stand. They yeah. punt. Perfect punt. Guy booms it. It goes to the one-yard line. Lions guy runs in, and instead of just tipping it back, he just runs in in the end zone with Flying it. in, like he's <laughs> launching himself towards the goalpost. 19-yard yep. difference. Niners drive down. Now they're up three, 27-24. Lions drive down. Here we go again. 
Now they have a chance. It's either a 48-yard field goal to tie the game. And we're under 10 minutes at this point. 48-yard field goal to tie the game. Or let's go for it on fourth and three. You're not going to believe it. They don't get it. This one I had a real problem with because I didn't like how their offense looked in the second half. I thought the crowd was really into it. I didn't love how golf looked. Their receivers weren't making plays. We hadn't seen St. Brown in an hour. And if your kicker can't make a 48-yard field goal in good conditions, it seemed like, yeah. why is he in the team? Don't just have your punter do kickoffs, right? I'm with you. I don't know what happened there. Listen, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And, you know, we're, we, we were on a text chain with House. And he's like, oh, he doesn't trust the kicker. It's like, well, first of all, I think he's glad. I'm, I think Dan Campbell's glad he doesn't have a, a great, you know, like Adam Vinatieri esque. Right. Kicker. It you allows know him what to do go with a good kicker. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It allows him to go for it more. It's like, hey, I got this excuse. But then you see the stat. It's like he's 78% from 40 to 49. I was like, all right, I take my chances on almost 80% out of four to five minutes yeah. from that. Of course. Also, get, I don't like how I'm playing. And that's the part. Get the moment. Do the analytics, back. which I think right. the analytics are important. I didn't like how they were playing. I didn't have confidence that they would have the right play. And I liked the way the Niners were playing. The crowd was into it. I just think feel like that stuff has to factor in. It can't just be blanket. Mm. Oh, here's the situation. It's going to be in or out. So anyway, they don't get it. Niners drive down. McCaffrey breaks this long run. Now the Niners are up 10. And this would have been the most improbable cover in how many playoffs? Right? Crazy There's seven, yeah. seven and a half point favorites all week. And now they're up 10. And then it mm-hmm. leads to that last drive where they uh, they get the touchdown on fourth down, but it really doesn't matter. So the Lions cover. Congratulations. Yeah. If I were to power rank what led to their demise, though, <laughs> I know you want to put the field goal, the calls not passing on the points first. I put the drops up there. I always look to blame yeah. the players before the referees or the coaches. And they just, at halftime, inherited a, a herd of the Kadarius Tonys. They really did. Like, just every yeah. pass was either dropped. Gibbs, or- the Gibbs fumble was terrible. He ran, Olsen pointed out how he probably ran the wrong way in the run and oh. never had the ball. And that that was a murder. Drop after drop after drop. And even there was a great catch over the middle where it almost could have been picked off if they land, they land differently. So, um, I don't know. I'd like to, I, I think Lions fans are, are bummed at the receivers more than the coach at this point. You know, that's the thing with like Campbell. He'll say something like, hey man, this is what we do. We're aggressive all the time. It's like, all right. Um, it's like I, I I always wear shorts. Like okay, but your wife is nominated for an Academy Award. Can't just right. can't you get dressed for this one occasion? It didn't really yeah. make a lot of sense. Well, two things: the the two Reynolds drops really hurt. The Gibbs fumble really hurt. The fact that their defense gave up twenty seven points in the second half, like their defense yeah, could have right. tried to close the game out. I mean, that was the reason I. I couldn't get there with the Lions with my picks this week because I just felt like the Niners were going to be able to move the ball up and down the field on them. But the Lions came out of that game like a bat out of hell. And it was just one of the, all this, the Niners just felt like they were on their heels from the moment the game started, you know? And, and it's just yeah. like, oh my God, are we going to give up 48 points? So the game had a different feel. And Purdy, I thought it took Bert, Purdy like two hours to get going. But that was the other, if you're going to talk about all the reasons the Niners won, yeah. Than the boneheaded shit the Lions are doing. Purdy had a couple just backbreaking scrambles. I think mm-hmm. it was four for 51. And they needed like all 51. They were really like yeah. big parts of the game where it didn't feel like anybody was getting open. I thought he was really good down the stretch. I did too. And I think he did it last week too against the Packers, right? That yeah. last drive was phenomenal. But what happens to him? Like, you, Doesn't it seem like he sits there the first and second quarter 
And I know he has good numbers, so this doesn't really make a lot of sense. But it seems like early in the game, he'll let the pocket close on him. He won't step up. He's like, I'm, I'm sticking yeah. to my plan here. And it leads to like tip passes and stuff like that. In fact, the stat should be much worse because of that. And then later on, he like decides to take off. It's like, oh, where, where is that in the first half? Why do I have 49ers money line? Why are you giving me a heart attack here? But right. yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it, was, it was a great comeback. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what. Wait, I, can I, I say yeah. one pretty thing? Sure. Because they showed him at some point when it looked like the game was going sideways and it was, he just had a sad look on his face and was like, ah, oh, sad Purdy. Like, <laughs> I don't like where this is going. And then he, he hulked up and did it. I was thinking, you know, yeah. when we were kids, this is going to be dated for anybody probably under 45, but the incredible Hulk was an iconic yeah. show, right? With Bill Bixby as da Dr. David Banner. It still happens in the Marvel. Yeah. In the universe. No, but I'm saying the actual say. show, which, which oh. we grew up with, yeah. It was kind of a sad show, like Dr. Banner, you know, he would just go from town to town. He had his one bag and each each episode, it was like, is he going to make it this time? And then halfway through the episode, he'd get mad. It would always be like the 25, 28 minute mark. Right. And then he would like, calm down again. And then one last time he'd get mad at the end. Mm -hmm. And then he'd have to leave wherever he wreaked the havoc and he'd sadly walk away. Strap the backpack on, you'd see from behind and go, yeah, he never yeah. really had a home. He just had this one reporter who had it out for him wherever he lived. Yeah. Just was the only guy who was onto him. Yeah. And Purdy has, Purdy's like sad Dr. Banner. And then he hulks up and it's awesome. But I do wonder oh, like good. if this Mahomes Super Bowl, this is the end where it's like Purdy with the backpack. I came so close, but I'm going to have to <clears throat> time for another season. That was, yeah. that was like a, that. a reach no. of an analogy, but it made me it, just like the, the swings with that dude. It's like there's two Brock Purdy's because you watch yeah. him for an hour and you're like, man, this guy sucks. Right. And then you're watching him an hour later. It's like, this guy's like, is he, is he one of the three best quarterbacks of the week? Yeah. Um, I don't know. He, I mean, you know, you know, we're going to talk about the Ravens too. And it's just, sometimes you just get off to a slow start and a team is just more pump or more, more energy or more, more Hulk in them or whatever. But that, yeah, that first hour, it looked like everything was weird. Like it, the, the lines looked fast. Debo looked like the fourth fastest guy on the field. Gibbs is like jogging to the sticks on third and 12 and making yeah. it, you know, converting. Didn't they you feel like we, four were, we were long third down dry, uh, uh, patent situations? Me and Mallory were watching the second game and she was in a borderline coma from the Ravens. <laughs> um, when that second game started, it seemed faster and more violent than the first game. Yeah. Did you notice that? Definitely. That Ravens-Chiefs game, I know, I thought the Chiefs played well, but I didn't feel like there was the same level of speed. You know, yeah. it was more like methodical, like people yeah, trying to outthink each other. Yeah, just more measure, scientific. Yeah. Like this a scientific was like match. just athletes flying around, man. Yeah, right. We'll go 50 um, years back again. It was like a Bob Backlund match. I thought <laughs> let's let's go let's go more old guy references <laughs> against himself. Yeah. So Warren Sharp <laughs> tweeted that here are the teams that blew a 17 point halftime lead in the playoffs and lost by three points. It had to be their 17 plus at halftime or they lost by three plus points. The Lions right now, mm. the Falcons in 2017 in the Super Bowl, the Pats, the 93 Oilers against the Bills. Did you bet on that game? Yes, I did. Frank yeah. Reich. Wrong Wrong way. Yep. I think I had the right side in that game. Really? That, it, we've had wow. so many bets, I don't even remember. But I feel I have positive memories of that. And then the 1957 49ers, ironically, against hmm. uh, the Lions, who came back and beat them. But this is a pretty rare occasion. Like, you're up 24-7, and you, and you had the Lions money line, or you had a Lions NFC title ticket, or if you had a Lions Super Bowl ticket. You're, you're, it's fair to lock in. 
yeah. I think, right? So you really took one in the chops. We should uh, talk the about only, that. The only is, saving grace is that it wasn't at home in front of those fans, you know. But yeah, uh, but at home, I think they probably win, right? This is a good example oh, of yeah, home, won, home field sure, actually yeah. kind of matters. Um, let's talk about the Lions because the fans, because we had Buffalo last week. This was way worse, but somehow back to back weeks, Buffalo fans and Detroit fans just getting. Uh, annihilated in the gonads with the hardest kicks possible. This was probably a little worse than the Buffalo game, but um, the Lions were like, this was one of those at halftime. There might have been some people that bought tickets like to, oh, for yeah. Vegas flights, right? Right. You're like, yeah, should I get sure. them now? Should, oh my God, there's only two aisle seats left and you're just, oh, I, I got to lock down a room and you're just, you're kind of in the mode because you don't think they're going to lose. Right. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, Lions at Buffalo last week, Lions this week, and then the the coup de gras could be Taylor Swift fans in two weeks. That would be the most awful loss of all if uh, they had. If the Swifties that. lost the Super yeah. Bowl, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eminem did not. He seemed angry. Was it weird seeing an angry version of Eminem? Yeah, what happened to that guy? I think <laughs> not know. the most upbeat Given guy the that he usually birds, is. Everybody, I don't know. Can I read you some of my notes that I wrote down at halftime, assuming the Lions were going to win and I yeah. wanted to get a jump ahead? Note number one, can we hire Purdy for the ringer? Because <laughs> I, I didn't, wasn't sure he was going to be in the league next year. Note number two, the Goff trade now an all-timer. And I went through and I researched like exactly what was in the trade. And it was they 22 and 23 first and a 21 third. They made these other trades, end up with Williams and Gibbs and Laporta. Um, and then the Rams won the Super Bowl with staff. I was ready to do a whole thing on that. And then I wanted to have the, should the Niners think about Belichick or Vrabel discussion? Mm -hmm. I know Shanahan's done really well. Last five years, lost Super Bowl. He's lost three conference title games, but mm -hmm. maybe it's time for a change. Something's wrong. Just mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk it out. And then they came back and won. Can so I you re read you what I, I had one note written down? What'd you have? It says, um, Tonight, ask Bill if you can borrow $36,500 uh, payable by Christmas, 2% interest. <laughs> I had so much on the Niners money line. So much. Oh, did you? I'm so damn lucky. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not complaining for a long, long time after. That was ridiculous. I had, uh, I had uh, in real life, I had a Ravens Niners tease because it was somehow it was better odds than the, the parlay. So the Ravens mm -hmm. lost. I did the chase bet right. with the Niners and the over the tees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> felt good, right? So, yeah, that one that one felt good. I, I don't mm -hmm. recommend chasing in general, but um, <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, million dollar picks. I finally had a bad week, but I I didn't I, I hated the I, I don't like the favorites when it's too many points like this. I never feel good about it. Well, I was looking at at one point we were looking at, wow, one were two favorites in the championship games ever this bad on the same day. And I couldn't find it. The worst examples offensively I found were uh, Raiders against the Ravens. What year was that? That was when the Ravens went to the Super Bowl against the Giants. Is that like 25 oh, yeah, years ago? Years yeah. Ago? yeah, yeah. That was a magical think, Super Bowl. I think Bowl the Raiders me. scored six or something. And then the yeah. other example, it didn't happen the same year, but Eagles, Bucks. I think the Eagles scored like six at home when Tampa went right. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, we were looking pretty well, like, wow, we're going to get bamboozled in the same day by these home teams. I don't think the Niners defense is that good, but they made a couple of big stops and got a little luck. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no question like Reynolds, Reynolds had two big drops. Gibbs had a big fumble. 
Um, Goff missed a couple guys. Goff missed the guy in the end zone for a touchdown at one point. Jamison Williams felt like he could have caught that flea flicker or whatever that long yeah. pass was. He didn't. Um, but at the same time, the Niners, they stepped up at least a little bit. It'll be interesting to see them against Mahomes next week. Let's take a break and we'll do, um, we'll do the Chiefs-Ravens recap. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat, grabbing your favorite football snacks, placing some fun bets, some fun props. We're going to be breaking down all those bets and props over the next couple of weeks, leaning right now toward the Chiefs and the Tees because you can get them over a touchdown. So um, plenty of time to talk about that. But FanDuel, however you want to do it, I'm in Illinois right now, and it was so much fun to go on the FanDuel app and bet on a bunch of football and basketball stuff. You can do that. You can go on there and bet who's going to win Super Bowl 58. You can bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points are scored. So many prop bets. Sal and I are breaking it down next Sunday on this podcast. And if you're new to FanDuel, join today. You'll get $200 of bonus bets when you win your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash BS to sign up. That is FanDuel.com slash BS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in select states. Game prop call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, Chiefs-Ravens. Here's the best compliment I can give to the Chiefs. Um, it was a Belichick-Brady-Pats era win where they looked, they had a good like hour in them and they, put, they stacked the game at the top. They put mm -hmm. the good hour at the top. There was a kitchen sink. Like there was at one point at the end of the first half, Pacheco had 14 carries. Like he doesn't, 20 is like amazing for him. 14 carries for him, nine Kelsey catches and six Rice catches. And they had the ball for 21 minutes. And it was like, they ran all of their good plays in the first half. And we're just like, we can win this game in the first half because Baltimore can't come from behind and they're going to get their sphincters are going to tighten and we can beat these guys in the first basically 10 minutes of this game. And they did. Um, timely well, defense. I mean, it yeah. was 17-7 at half and it was almost 14-7 if they don't get that field goal. And I was like, this right. is ridiculous. It should be 28-7. And they did, never score again. The Nobody scores. There, there are no points in the second they half. They scored three points. On, yeah, right. No points in the second half. But I was like, well, they get the ball back at halftime. So if, as long as they get seven on one of these drives, they had three. I mean, the... It was two teams playing, giving the other team an opportunity to win the whole time. Yeah. Well, they made the biggest play of the game was that punch out on uh, Zay Flowers. Oh, yeah. Would have been a touchdown. They would have been down three. And the guy made an awesome play of the safety. And then they got the backbreaker third down to Valdez Scantling, who two mm -hmm. weeks in a row has made a huge, 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 really like high degree difficulty catch to either like keep momentum going for them or in that case, clinch the game. So the Chiefs made enough plays to win and the Ravens didn't make any plays. Yeah, and you know, that Zay Flowers, first of all, dumb name. We could say it. Zay Flowers is a dumb name, okay? <laughs> but he gets that taunting penalty, right? And yeah. he hit all three factors of the taunting. Like we hate the taunting penalty, right? We like, these are men. These are grown yeah. men. They're football players. They could take somebody doing the chicken dance in their face uh, six feet away. But yeah. he did the thing where he hovered he spun the ball and he tapped the guy on the head like that. He tapped the guy on the, the head, middle. hovered yeah. and talked shit and spun yeah. the ball. And spun it was the, the ball. There was a couple yeah. of penalties they had and um, 
Yeah, they were eight for 95. It was one of the reasons they lost the game. They had some loser. They were dumb. Penalties. They played good defense, yeah. but they were, had dumb plays, right? Well, like they that played play as when, good a defense as the Chiefs in the second half, obviously. You said they didn't score. Yeah. Clowney, when he hit Mahomes helmet to helmet, Right. And it's like, oh my God, they're going to call that. And then you watch the replay and it's like, yeah, they've called that all year. They, yeah. If you hit the quarterback helmet to helmet, they're calling it, period. And he could have shoved them. That was the frustrating right. thing. But they uh, they shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. I, the big thing to me, and I would love to hear a good explanation about this, but, you know, and I watched it with Mallory, who was just going through the seven stages of grief. And mm -hmm. we were trying to cheer her up by doing imitations of Tony Romo announcing other things. <laughs> just in Tony Romo doing director's commentaries of movies, just say, just anything to get a smile on her face. Right. Um, they panicked the Ravens. They fell behind 14 and seven to seven and just completely lost their, their identity. Their two running backs only had five carries. Their yeah. whole team was built around running the ball and controlling the clock. And they fell behind by seven and they just lost their minds. And that was it. The rest of the game, they're just, chucking the ball around and Lamar never looked comfortable, yeah. um, composed. He looked panicky. He was throwing like even screen passes. He's throwing hundred miles an hour. He must've missed how many guys deep at least four or five. Mm -hmm. He was just bad for him. That was a bad game. That's like for a Lamar Jackson game. That was an F minus. No um, doubt about it. And it didn't have to be. And I think Warren Sharp, when we bring him up again, had the, th this is the, this is the key stat, and you you hit on it. They had three rushes on early downs for 17 yards. So it's not even like those failed. Three rushes for 17 yards on early down. This team is 28th in the EPA against the run, the Chiefs. The Ravens yeah. are third. In any analysis you heard this week, if it went longer than a minute, you would hear that this is how the Ravens should do it, whether it's Lamar running or Justice or Edwards yeah. or, you know, uh, or, or whatever, Dalvin Cook, whatever it is, you know, that's how it does it. And you're right. They didn't, they didn't do it. And the Chiefs weren't scoring. So it wasn't like they had to throw to come back from, to get to yeah, 35. They had, they had two and a half quarters to just, you know, yeah. try to get some shit going. If you had told me before that game, the Ravens are only going to use their running backs five times for a run place, I would not have picked the Ravens. I can promise you. The, right. the whole reason to take the Ravens was like, they're going to be able to run the ball down the Chiefs' throat. You can run on these guys. They also, right. they, but what they, if I told you, what if I told you Pacheco, 2.8 yards of carry, you know, they have, you know, the, Mahomes, 240 yards passing, one touchdown. Yeah. How much will we put on the Ravens? It's it's so weird when we're looking at that game. Kelsey was awesome for two hours. He, I, yeah. again, I think he has two hours in him, but he made a bunch of big plays and mm -hmm. was all over the place. They had 16 for first downs in the first half. And then on defense, they were blitzing Lamar. Then they weren't blitzing him. I just felt like he was confused. They sped him up. And um, just some uncharacteristic weird Raven shit. Like Lamar had that strip sack fumble. He just didn't sense the guy behind him. Flowers had the fumble at the goal line. And then Lamar's interception and triple coverage was the worst throw of the playoffs. Yeah. You couldn't have it. I still felt like they had a chance to win because their defense had really figured out what the Chiefs were doing. And it was just an abomination of a throw. It was so bad. Really and I don't bad. know, like, this Lamar thing. I mean, Mallory was saying they hadn't played from behind, like, in two plus years, which is true. The last time they were down 10 was December 2021. And she was saying um, they just don't know what to do when they're behind. It's like, ah, what do we do? We're, we're trailing. Um, that's a weird skill not to have. To not know. Mm -hmm. And I almost made me wonder, like, is that something I think about for the playoff manifesto? Like, has a team shown that they can come from behind in a game this season? 
right? Because right. you could have said about the Niners too, but then they actually did it in the game today. But do you, mm -hmm. do you care about that? Do you think resiliency is an actual skill? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's part of leadership, right? It's like, hey, can I calm yeah. these guys down? Can I get them on the same page? And like, you know, on the other side of it, like Mahomes didn't let it happen because that seven minute opening drive takes the air out of the stadium. It really does. It it, it really, it, it's hard for everybody to get back in the game. And I, yeah. I know it because Jordan Love did it to the Cowboys. And all, next thing you knew, we were down 27, nothing at home. And then you yeah. got not, we believe in momentum. I'm sorry. We do. And uh, that's just how it was. Like Mahomes like, let me take care of this. The defense is like, we'll take care of you. You've had your share of three touchdown performances. Just manage the game well. And he did. He was like, he, he wasn't missing on any passes. Everything they threw at him was perfect. He was like 11 for 11. Yeah, a couple yeah. things from the opening. So they deferred and, uh, and kicked the ball off and stopped them three and out. Just stone cold. You know, three awful Ravens plays too. It was like a weird, it was like a, all of a sudden third and seven and it's incomplete. Yeah. They're throwing over the middle to Nelson Aguilar. Like I could tell you having had him on my team, probably not catching that one. Right. And then the Chiefs lay the smack down and Mahomes was so good. And this was unlike the Lions-Niners game. He's driving down and I'm like, oh my God, why did I bet against Patrick Mahomes? I, I think he's the guy now for that. Like I was trying to think of <laughs> Every sport, the guy who even you're in the first quarter, first period, you pick anything of a game and you're like, why did I better get by? All week, I want to take the Chiefs. And all the evidence was like, don't take the Chiefs. The Ravens are better. Here are all the reasons statistically they're better. And I, I got sucked into it because I didn't think the Chiefs were good. And maybe they weren't because they only scored 17 points. But I, I don't think I ever felt more like an idiot. I really did. And like, this was like, they talk about cognitive tests. You know, we're going to hear about a lot in the news in the next 10 months or something. This was like a cognitive test for the sports gambler, for the football gambler. And it's like, hey, uh, the Chiefs are getting points. Um, they're against the spread. And the hook, up it was up to four, insane. four and a half. Four and a half. It got to five and some You could have teased it to 10 and a half, 11. Not only that, they're getting points and the books get crushed if Baltimore covers. Okay, what do you want to do? That should be at the very top of the oh, playoff. And manifest. they assigned yeah. Sean Smith, the the guy who loves being on the road as a referee right. and is exactly. a little Chiefs favorable. That guy's going to be ref in the game. You and I are like, yeah, I know the Globetrotters kick the crap out of the generals all the time, but I, I just, I want to bet the generals. I think it's their time. I, I, yeah, but how many games do you have to see? One? No, that doesn't matter. We got to, we got to take the, we got to go against the casino. We got to go against Mahomes. He uh, doesn't lose as an underdog. What the fuck? Why did we do this? What, he was what so do? great. I mean, the thing that he does, it's it, and it reminds me of a basketball player, how basketball players can grab the pace and tempo and control of a game with the guys mm. who really know how to dissect an offense and just control it. And he just, they, they sped it up. They knew the Ravens were playing too far off them. It was just all these quick passes, um, little screens. They were always like perfectly on target or he'd yeah. roll out. He'd find Kelsey. And he just was like one of those boxers that had figured out the distance for the first quarter. Those two drives were awesome. They didn't. Really, it was like the Buffalo game. Like if I'm San Francisco, I'm like, look at this team. The last two weeks, like they their offense kind of died in the last hour of the game. Like that would give me hope. But um, he was so good. And then on the flip side, Lamar just didn't seem like he had any kind of grasp of that pace or tempo. Yeah, but I think like I just want to mention, not that it matters, but. We're going to hear everybody going into discussions and not mention Steve Spagnola at all. And that defense was phenomenal. 
It's yeah. Like, all right. Lamar's having a bad game, but my God. Blitzing the hell out of him. Nothing's working. And then faking and, the blitz. Oh, no, yeah. one blitzing again. And he was, right. his head was spinning. Tackling, was hitting hard. You know, they did a good job. So Lamar is a rookie. He's in the playoffs. I think he'd only had half a season of starts. And they fall behind to the Chargers 23 to 3. They end up losing by six, but it was some garbage time stuff in the end. The next year, they played Tennessee, and that was his MVP season. Right. They fall behind 28 to six. They lose by 16. In 2020, they played Buffalo. They lose 17 to three. And that's when they had the 101 yard interception touchdown to clinch the game. Then this game loses to KC 17 to seven, two big turnovers. So four bad losses. Yeah. I had. More than one person I know who likes the Dodgers and or baseball texted me Kershaw for Lamar. And I was like, ah, I can't until he, he's got to prove he's got to prove it's not true, I guess. But yeah, you know, we're we're I don't know how many years he's been a starter, but these are just he doesn't he's look the same in the playoffs. Though. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I just, you know, it's funny. I was talking with the the against all odds guys on another text chain like. It would be really hard to rank the best quarterbacks based on this year's playoffs, right? Like, Dak was terrible. And in the last two weeks, he moved up the charts based right, on just what by, we saw by, right. from everyone else. Like, who would you say after, like, if somebody landed here from Iceland who had never seen football before, they'd be like, all right, Baker Mayfield's good. Uh, that golf guy is pretty good sometimes. <laughs> right. Like, what, what would you do? Yeah, Purdy. All right. Uh, in spots, he's good. And, and Mahomes, I guess, although he had one touchdown today. So I don't know. It's very strange. Like a lot of teams would be like, yeah, I don't know if we have the right quarterback, but um, he's in the top three to six or seven. So we have to keep him because nothing else is out there. Clearly, there's something wrong that they can only succeed when they're controlling whatever's going on and they have a lead and they can run. Yeah. And like they, if they're if they're building a team that can't come back. Now, maybe right. they didn't have chances to come back because they were so dominant, but this team was a dominant regular season team. Yeah. And even last week against Houston, you know, Houston, I thought, did a good job of rushing him, making him work around, but then they, they get that punt return TD. It's 10-10 at halftime, and then Baltimore came out, and they were lights out in the second half. Yep. This game, they're yep. not lights out. Mallory's thing that she was saying about the big picture of it, which I thought was interesting. I mean, she was devastated that all the Lamar stuff talks again because now this is... Now he's going to have to make the Super Bowl before, before the narrative get you oh, know yeah. gets pulled off of him because this is now part of when you talk about Lamar. It's well, different guy in the playoffs, and there's no way mm -hmm. to refute it. Um, what she was saying was this was their best chance with a Lamar foundation with the people they had. Burrow goes out, Deshaun Watson goes out. You know the the AFC West is a mess for the most part. AFC South's a mess. Uh, Rogers gets hurt. All these things had a line for them. Off here and, from Mahomes, you know. Yeah, right? but the, even the Chiefs look vulnerable the whole time. The Chiefs lose to Vegas on Christmas yeah. Day, and we're like, "Oh, that team just doesn't have it." Um, and they get the home game, first one in fifty plus years, and it's like you're just never going to be in a better position than this. And they still couldn't beat Mahomes. So what's going to ever make them think they're going to beat Mahomes? Yeah. Well, that's why I said it was a worse lo loss than the Lions, even though it sounds crazy. But I, I will say this. Let's take three things away from this before they even put the ball on the field. First of all, I, I my New Year's resolution, resolution, however you say that, is was I'm not going to buy into injury talk, right? So when they said, well, Gay was out and Tooney and like, oh, boy, oh, boy, these are huge. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's baked into the line. Don't worry about it. Go with who you're going to go with. 
Anyway, the other thing is when the Chiefs are six to one to win the Super Bowl in August, j- just bet it. You're going to be able to hedge against it. Just always bet it. Always bet the Chiefs at six to one. Well, Raheem had it. Raheem, your wise yeah. guy's co-host. Yeah. Um, he took the Chiefs ten to one. I think was it before the playoffs ago. or was it week yeah, eighteen? It was, it was right before uh, the playoffs started. Right before, the and first he was game. all pumped about it. I didn't. Yeah. We all looked at it. We texted about it. We talked about it. I just didn't like the odds. I felt like if you're going to take them, just bet them game to game, which I think yeah. if you bet it game to game, probably a little safer, but maybe it's the well, same. Plus, but yeah, they were plus, what were they today? Uh, 190? Like, yeah, yeah, plus 190 today. Yeah. You could have put yeah. that in. Mm-hmm. Now they still have to win one more game. But um, yeah, I think for Baltimore, man, you, you look back at, those are the tough ones in football. When you have the whole season, you did everything right. And just the game doesn't go wrong for an hour. You can't get it back. And it's like, holy shit, that was it. What just happened? Yeah. I, fe- I felt that way. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think if the Pats had a year like that. Maybe not. In other sports, it's been that way where you have like a, like a baseball season. It's like that. Where the, the Dodgers have had a million seasons like that. The point you should make is that's why the Pat and I, I don't want to say this, and maybe you're just baiting me into saying it, but that's yeah, I why wanted the, you Pat, to say the, the Pat's run is so phenomenal because of this, because you could screw up year to year and because you have all these monster quarterbacks looking at you down the pike. And it's like, all right, well, now you're the guy that needs to be beat. You're the one that everybody's afraid of. And they just put it together year after year. Ahead, Which is what point. the, by the way, and then the torch got immediately passed to the Chiefs, so we're now doing yeah. the exact same thing. If you're right. in the AFC now, there's no no signs of hope because this is probably the, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's the worst of all the Mahomes teams, but it's in the running. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's going to change down the road is Kelsey's probably going to retire at some point, I would imagine. I, I don't know if he's on his last legs, but he's getting close. I don't think so. What does he have to else. go to? What, what, would he do, what would he do with the rest of his life? He's screwed. He needs to play football. <laughs> <laughs> well, now uh, I guess Taylor Swift can go to the Super Bowl now. I saw the, the whole, there's a concert the, the night before, and then it's like if you fly and whatever, she can get there in time. I'm sure plenty of time. Yeah, plenty. I, I'm of sure time they're going to find the fastest jet possible to to get her uh, get her butt. Let there, me ask but, you this: um, I said to my wife, I said she's at the game. They win the Super Bowl. Travis takes a knee post game with a ring. Top, yeah, with a ring. Top three live TV moment. And she's like, oh, shut up. They would never do it like that. They would do it in a private setting. I was like, what are you talking about? I, it's a, the, whole, the whole everything's a circus. Why wouldn't they do it like that? She's like, that's ridiculous. It's not happening. So he was keeping the it. ring in his, in his, in his cup. Yeah. <laughs> well, Where would you keep the ring for the whole game? I mean, you, the, the only didn't place the player I'd do you... that. Uh, uh, yeah. Randy Reed could keep it in his, uh, his belly button or something. A player <laughs> did that on Boise State. Taylor, Andy Reed yeah. has kept this ring in his belly button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is just gonna don't be the give highest... it to Kadarius Tony. He's the only one you can't give it to. <laughs> this would be the highest rated Super Bowl we're probably ever going to have. Like going forward. So? I don't know if it's the highest rated of our life, but yeah, because right. all the, there's all these extra Taylor Swift fans are going to watch I know. it. It's five know. million extra people who would have no interest in this game. Let's uh let's take a break and then we'll talk about the storylines for the next two weeks. All right, you want to guess the line first and then we'll do storylines? Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. Now this is it. We should build some drama here. We went 21 weeks. You won eight. I won eight. We tied five. I have not looked at the line. I swear on my children, even the ones I like. Huge line here, Jim. This is big. 
Huge line. Did you write down? Did you do Lions Chiefs before? No, I not only that, but I haven't even. I'm going to do the guest live. I've, I'm just going on gut instinct. Okay. I've not written it down. I've not seen it. Do you want to hear mine first? Sure. My analysis. Okay. No, do was, do your do walk through do your analysis, make your pick, and then I'll do mine. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I was thinking about it, and I said, "Well, Vegas." Fandle obviously don't give a crap about the Chiefs. They ran that all the way to four and a half. All right. Now, maybe they're a little more impressed now with them after they went to Baltimore and won. And maybe it's like, okay, we can't do this anymore. We have to, we have, there's going to be a lot of Chiefs backers. Then I'm thinking, I know the 49ers um, power ranking was higher by a couple few points than like everybody, even the Ravens, I think, going in. And then I was thinking, I'm going to maybe since the tic-tac zone has been such a big theme for us all year, maybe I'm going to go one and a half. I think the 49ers are favored, but I settled on two. 49ers favored by two. This is awkward. You have the same? I was going to say two, and now I I almost want to change it so one of us can Uh, win for the season. Go ahead. Should we pick? Do it. No, should we do? Should we do the over under as the tiebreaker? Well, that's not fair. Uh, you want it um, now? I I saw it. I saw the over under because now oh. I'm looking at it. Well, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my thought process. All right. Ravens were four and a half, and that mm-hmm. was in Baltimore, which is worth probably two two and a half points. But then there's some Mahomes juice. But I kept thinking like because. Craig Horlbeck was here, though, who produces the Rewatchables is on yeah. our fantasy football show. Produces the town. Shout out Matt Bellany. Um, and he was like, why can't this game be a pick This is the most obvious pick game ever. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, they they don't do it that way. They're, there's always got to be juice one way or the other. And also, like, if they do the line wrong, these groups will come in and bet some crazy amount of money to shift the line anyway. So. Yeah. I think migrants, the Niners, right? When you say groups, they're like migrants. Oh, right. No, no, you, yeah, yeah. Just okay. different groups. <laughs> okay. But I think the Niners are going to be favored in this game. And we've never seen a minus one. And minus one and a half, maybe it settles there. You know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go the ultimate tiebreaker. I'll do, I'll do Niners tic tac zone minus one and a half just so somebody wins. Well, you, my friend, are a motherfucker. It is one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. It's just not fair. You know it's not fair. Come on. You want to split the title? There's no splitting any title. If you promise you didn't see it ahead of time. I swear to God I didn't see it. I know, but you weren't going to go two I would have said two. I would have said two if you didn't say two. So we should split it because I would have said two if you no, had to go first. No, I get hit with the Subway sandwich. That's just how it is. <laughs> but nobody's ever been hit by the Subway sandwich. <laughs> I would have said two if we, if I went first. Do you think that's It was either one and a half or two. Year. It had to be one and a half or year. two. If you if you did it fair, then that, that's what it is. That's fine. I never saw that's it. That's fine. All right. I believe you. What the fuck? Why didn't I say one and a half? I had Tic Tac all over it. Of course, it's Tic Tac Zone. It's the year of the Tic Tac. It really is. So where does it end? We have two weeks for this to move around. Well, I'm. And what's I was the over under, the by the way? What 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 was it? Forty seven and a half. Oh, which is that's right high. Between w- it's right between both games today, right? Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. I would have guessed uh, forty four and a half or forty five for that. Mm. 
Because the Chiefs like kind of secretly don't score a lot of points. Like even today, they had seventeen. Their drives are long. His air yeah. yards are down from from year to year to year to year, like four years in a row, and then they don't care. Well, it's tough when like you Richie James on third down right. is your best option. Yeah, like, no I, I'm kill. guessing they're going to fix that stuff up. Streaking, yeah. All right, so the obvious moves here are well. So teaser in the over is is going to be a popular one until they move this to even or whatever. But I was wrong. I thought it would go down to three, three and a half today, and it was going the other way for the Chiefs. Getting the Chiefs at seven and a half sounds fantastic, Mm -hmm. but I don't know which way I would tease the over under. Because right. the instinct is always to tease it down because it's more fun to root four points than against points. So what's Chiefs. the money line? What's the Chiefs' money line then? Like plus 120? No, it's dead even. It's plus 100. Oh, so and you the have Niners to take are the minus, Niners are minus 118. The interesting thing, though, is Mahomes is plus 130 for MVP. Hurdy is two to one. All right, I'm going to go to Fando now, which I, I have not done. Well, By the I, way, I'm in I, Illinois. I made yeah. some bets today. Oh, isn't it the best? Yeah, it was so much fun. I was the hell. I really wanted I want to talk to you about NBA awards before we go, because there was somewhere I was like, how and I'm not allowed to bet on it, which sucks. Hmm. Um Yeah, so forty seven and a half. All right. MVP, Mahomes, Purdy, McCaffrey plus four thirty, Kelsey twenty three to here. one, Pacheco, Samuel, Ayuk at fifty five to one. I mean if you're going to pick the Chiefs and you want to bet mm. the Chiefs to win, just bet Mahomes to be the MVP would be our advice, right? That seems to, yeah. you're just getting better juice. What are the odds one of the other Chiefs is winning MVP? Like today, who would have been the MVP of today's game? Kelsey had an awesome game. That's as good as Kelsey would do. He would not have won the MVP. Mahomes would have won. Yeah, for sure. I think the MVP, the, the it's not like the regular season MVP where it's absolutely the quarterback because a, a wide receiver has won two We've of the last We've seen receivers five, won. Right? Yeah. Edelman won and who won recently? Um, someone won in the last two years a receiver. I don't know why I'm, I'm blanking here. But um, the only way I could see it, Kelsey announces before the game he's going to retire. He has a game like he does today and they give it to him. And Taylor and everything else. Wouldn't you want 23 to 1 at that point? Kelsey announces he's going to retire and proposes to yeah. Taylor Swift with the ring that was carried in Andy Reid's belly button for the yeah. four hours of the Super Bowl. What's the parlay on that? 20 to 1? <laughs> 25 Come on, to Vandal. 1? Pull, put that up, Vandal. Let's have some fun. Can we get... So you and I next week on this podcast on Sunday night, we're doing our yeah. big Super Bowl prop preview and we're banging out all of these. Sadly, we won't Going be together, nuts. but we'll be on Zoom like we are right now. And then That's you're going right. to Vegas, right? Going to Vegas with the uh, wise guys. Um, still trying to get house out there, but we're doing uh, Ringer Wise Guys. Oh, we'll be luck. on the FanDuel set there on uh, on Radio Row. Saruti points out Edelman and Cup were the two. Edelman and Cup, right. Those are the and two. Cup, so two Cup was incredible, but nobody on KC is going to have a game like Cup had in that Rams game. And Edelman was, right. and that was a pretty weird one, that game in general. And they've been defensive uh, guys too. I think you could maybe take a shot at a couple of defensive guys. Um, edge rushers, sort of. I mean, Chris Jones so, is 110 to 1. So what is, what's, can we count down just to look ahead? Because it feels like we're going to take a little break here for a couple of days. Everybody takes a breath for football. Yeah. And then it kind of circles back. What is the biggest storyline to you from this game? The biggest one. Huh. Kyle Shanahan's got to get it done. 
right? It's I think turn. for me, it's Mahomes getting three rings. Yeah. I think he moves to another stratosphere if he pulls this off with this team. Because I don't think What's this What's the next stratosphere? Because I've had this conversation. He's still years away from Brady. So in your mind, he passes Montana for sure. If well, no, I think it cements he's in that final group when we mentioned the greatest quarterbacks ever. But I even oh, think yeah, like... he's there. Yeah. Well, but I, I think it like... He's young. He's only, you know, his first full season was 2018. But no, I was thinking cross sports stratosphere becomes kind of interesting at that point. The hell's that mean? Well, you comparing him to basketball players, baseball oh, players, soccer, tennis. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You're talking about it. Is this our greatest living athlete? I think right. becomes in play at that point. Because to do this in football in a 32 team league that's designed for Nobody to be good for more than three, four years as a team. And then it mm -hmm. dips down again to just be this good over and over again. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that's a harder feat than, and he's playing the hardest position of any, of any sport. So to do that, I think puts him in another group. And now right. it's like, if we're arguing about him versus Jokic and Pete, like he wins against anybody you want to mention, he wins. Again, you're baiting me to bring up Brady and say he's, you know, we can't. Brady doesn't play anymore. I'm, t I'm oh, talking about right now. Bro. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm, ta Curry, I'm talking about people, Curry. current stars in different sports. Mm -hmm. He's, he becomes, he, he's holding the championship belt. I kind of think he's there. You think he's at number one with that? You think he's over LeBron? So, so Mahomes, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron's hasn't won a title since 2020. He's won one title in the last okay. eight years. He's 39 years old. Right. So it's Jokovic and that Van Stoppen, that F1 guy. Jokovic just lost to Sinner, Harry's guy. Right. That's right. And the Australian. Yeah. Harry big won one for like Harry. $75 on it. He's very excited. Yeah. There's no golfer who I think has ascended above all the other golfers. Right. This is good. I no don't think boxer. there's a soccer star. There's no boxer. Saruti, is that, can you think of anyone, Saruti? Mahomes has this, right? If he wins this? There's nobody in soccer. No. Is there anyone in any sport that you would have? Wouldn't be baseball because it, it's yeah. Verstappen. Verstappen is, you know, yeah. the guy in F1. Oh, we're going F1. Okay. no yeah. fun. But right. yeah. Wow, the F1. So, so yeah, we could just have a whole podcast on Verstappen versus Mahomes. Imagine. I am not prepared to participate <laughs> in that podcast. Anyway, he's the GOAT. It'd Chestnut. Be Chestnut. <laughs> Oh, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> no one's passing him. You know who's kind of in the running? Unfortunately, it's a scripted sport with predetermined results, but Roman Reigns <laughs> Roman has had Reigns. a pretty unbelievable last few years. And he's had the title forever. You're right. He doesn't let up. He doesn't let up. The 2020s belong to Roman Reigns and Pat mm -hmm. Mahomes. Right. And then so you would say the Uso brothers are sort of like when the referees help Mahomes a little bit. Yeah, who's, Triple H is like Sean Smith yeah. today. So I have Mahomes going for three rings as the number one storyline. You're still sticking with Shanahan? Yeah, I think that's number one. I mean, Mahomes, I mean, the Taylor Swift stuff is going to infiltrate. I have that, in I have that second. That's I have actually, yeah. I wrote down Mr. Irrelevant versus Taylor Swift. Right. Because I think the Mr. Irrelevant thing is an unbelievable story. And Purdy is mm -hmm. almost as good of a story as anything else because you could argue... Yeah, they might have won the title last year if he didn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. Now they're in the in the Super Bowl again. The fact that he was the last pick of the draft, which I know has been discussed ad nauseum, but it, it yeah. really is incredible. This guy was the last pick of the draft. Like, what are the odds? Um, yeah. 
I really like them. I like watching them. Um, there's been a couple of times this year where we counted them out or like, oh, here we go. This is the clock has struck midnight. And then he seems to rally back. Um, yeah. And I thought he made really good throws today once he kind of settled down. I thought he was good. What um, do you think about Andy Reid being the best coach of, of any? Had that in there. Yeah. I mean, that's he does he go to the top two or three in your mind? I had uh, I had that as my fourth one. I have him as the active coach goat. Yeah. Because Belichick can't get a job. Mm-hmm. I can't believe... Listen, I, I actually really like Raheem Morris. I, I yeah. thought that was like one of the best available coaches. Right. But it's hard for me to believe Belichick wanted to coach the Falcons and they were like, cool, thanks anyway. Because I yeah. thought he was really good this year with a, a team that he had screwed up with the roster selections. But obviously I think, they wanted a younger I think, person. I think you are playing some kind of practical joke on everybody. I think you and your Patriot fan friends get together and be like, we could foist Belichick on someone. He was 3-14 and 14 as a 71-year-old. 4-13. Oh, 4-13. Oh, and, and he wants to run the organization wherever he goes. Why? Well, that's, yeah, let's, let's make it. I'm a out on Mc, that. Mc, McDermott loses. Oh the, oh, the Bills have to sign him. Oh, the Cowboys have to sign him. Why didn't Atlanta? Atlanta might be the big winner. They avoided Lamar Jackson. And Belichick. Good job for you, Atlanta. <laughs> nice. He Are you pay kidding me? What million. about Joe Gibbs? Joe Gibbs is he he has a he has some hardware. He has some trophies. He's only so 83. You're, you're telling me you'd rather have Mike McCarthy than Bill Belichick. Yeah. At this point, why not? What why was So you think Belichick's washed? It's over. What he he has to prove himself again. <laughs> he does. I'm sorry. It just you can't let four or five years go before you win and not take a year off or something. All right. It's fair. I know you know it's true. I know you agree. I thought he was unbelievable this year with, with one of the worst teams I've watched in the history of my what life. What is unbelievable? Was he supposed to win They zero were in games? all those games. They were Week after week, they were shutting offenses down and hanging right. around, and then like their kicker would miss late. But okay. I, was I mean, impressed. that's he constructed that roster though. Well, that's no, but that's a different story. I don't think he should ever be allowed near a draft. But that's the same. Game. That's what he wants. Like, that's why he should have stayed. He should have said, look, Kraft's. Just do this for me. Give me two years. Let me break the record. And they should have been like, all right, Bill, we'll do this because nobody else is going to. Hmm. Oh, he's not coaching this year. There was a rumor today that he might go to Fox. I saw that. Yeah. With Gronk and and Edelman. If he goes to Fox, (laughs) that means he lives here, which opens the door for him to join Guest Alliance, which I officially made the invite. Next year, me, you, and Belichick. That, see, you, that's why you can't say mean things about him right now. I, listen, if, if it he gets might be your close, co-host. I promise I'll start saying good things, but I am out on guest lines. He will cheat every week. He'll be staring at the fan <laughs> page and he'll, he'll go, oh, wow, you went 16 for 16 for the seventh straight week. Good job. Good job, it would coach. Be, it would be so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> if he was just amazing at guest lines. <laughs> I have, we have to bite our tongues. I have that as Jags four and a half. Oh, you did it again, coach. <laughs> He's the GM of the, do of the ringer. Uh, uh, Taylor getting there from Tokyo is fun. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco, that'll be a fun story. What was he? Uh, sixth round, seventh round? I can't remember. He was oh, late. Yeah. He was late, late. That'll yeah. be that'll be fun. Um, Kittle trying to start shit about Kelsey, which I'm sure he'll do in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, else? it's good stuff. I mean, it's great players. McCaffrey, you got the Hall of Famers in this for sure, right? Yeah. Um. All right. Are we done with football? <laughs> we are. Oh, we are. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Did anything else you want to hit? Well, we're we have um, two weeks. Oh, I see. Uh no, that's it. Just um, you know, I'm one and eleven. I'm happy to move on. I'm, I've, I've had an. Awesome are you one and eleven for the I'm playoffs? One and eleven. 
The Steelers oh, are still out of shot when the Niners were up 10. But One and 11. Uh, is that the worst you've ever done? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By a lot. I was eight and two, and now I'm eight and four. Really? Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Right. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't have announced I was, anything. I was more excited until today. But I, I had a bad feeling about today. That's why I did one big bet. That's it. So the awards, a couple things on the awards. And again, I'm not allowed to bet on this stuff, but I love talking about it, trying to help. Um, you already helped me. I'll say before you even uh, toot your own horn, you helped me with SGA. He was 10 to 1. And you said as yeah. a, an MVP, was he now 320 or different? Plus 340. Yeah. It, the thing, okay. the fun thing about talking about NBA awards is just, it's a value play. It's just like, oh, that's good value. You should jump on that before the value goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, like to me, the, there's no real MVP value left except Luca at 7 to 1 because there's a world where he goes nuts for a month. Mm-hmm. They get to like a four or five seed. He's averaging 37, nine and nine for the season. Um, the big thing is that Embiid is the favorite and he's probably not going to get the get to the 65 game minimum. How many can he miss? Five, four? I think five he's got more? like five left. He, yeah. I mean, him missing the Denver game. I'm just done talking about Embiid and Jokic. I'm not doing it anymore. Like I, I'm yeah. out. I'm completely out. The Jokic plays. Jokic has right. come through in big games and Jokic won the title. And his mm-hmm. playoff performance resume for the age that he's at in his career is unbelievable. And we cannot compare Embiid to him anymore because Embiid scored 70 against Zach Collins and Victor Wembanyama on a Monday night and then missed the Saturday it. game. I'm done. I'm with you. And plus, you're probably further upset because you watch Curry against LeBron, both uh, relics, and uh, they put on a show. And you're like, why so, can't Embiid? Yeah. I flew to Chicago and, I, and they, had, they had Wi-Fi and the game started when we took off. And it was ending as I landed. That game it was the most fun I've had on an airplane. The game was amazing. Curry did you instruct the, the pilot? You, did you give him I was like, saying, hey, can you fly around? Yeah, a little 150 more? grand. He's like, here, take this cash, hover a little bit. Yeah. I actually left the, left that game more optimistic for both teams because I think the Warriors, they're going to get Gary Payton back at some point. Mm-hmm. So they'll finally be able to defend wings. But now that they have their framework back, Kaminga's playing better. I think they can get a play-in and Curry's still amazing. He's still like a... And they're doing it for the coach, the coach too. There's a lot of emotion there, right? Yeah. So that's one of the bets I like, actually. Um, This is on FanDuel. The Lakers and Warriors to make the play-in is plus 170 as a parlay. All right, let me write it down. Um, Because I think the Warriors are going to make the play-in. I think they're going to beat Utah. Their guys are going to come back like that. The only thing that kills it is if Draymond loses his mind again. But anyway, Luka at 7-1, I thought was interesting. Um, there are no Brandon Miller odds for Rookie of the Year, which I was surprised by. And I don't think he's going to win, but I was surprised they didn't even exist. Anyway, here's... Three players, yeah. So I've never really figured out what most improved player was. But Maxi is the favorite right now at minus 230, which Mm -hmm. is fair because he's having a good season. Then some people like Shangun, he's plus 320. The shocking one to me, and this is just a pure value play because I can't believe these are the odds, but Jalen Williams on OKC is 60 to 1. He's the second best player in that team. His he's gotten better in every phase of the game. I think he could have made like a stealth all-star case for him. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. His shooting percentages, I think he's like 55% field goal, 45% three-point. Um, he's just awesome and he's getting better. You love and, that team too. You love that team. Yeah, and, and they're gonna be a one seed. So I was, I, first of all, I was shocked that he w- didn't have better odds, but 60 to one, I was like, what the fuck? 
I'm convinced nobody's watching OKC. I, yeah. I, I, I just don't think people watch the games because if you watch, you would know how good that guy was. That's well, one. let me just say that's not uh, that's not a good sign for them, him winning the award. Then, if nobody's watching, well, people, gonna have but people they, voting. But this is this is the best time to bet these awards because this is January. Okay. Nobody's paying attention, and then it's like, wait a second, and then all of a sudden the odd shift. Gotcha. So that was one. The other was Coach of the Year, which yeah, um, like this. right now the OKC guy is basically even odds, and that's a that he'll probably win. That's a really good bet. But Will Hardy is twenty five to one. Which, if Utah somehow got like a seven seed, I could see him sneaking in. And then the other one, although it took a hit after that Clipper game because they were so bad, and then Tatum kind of took a shot at him mm-hmm. after the game. But Missoula was eighteen to one, and the Celtics might get the one seed by like six games. I thought those odds were off. Um, and then, well, yeah, I, I have to disregard all your Boston picks, right? But. But I know what you're saying. The odds aren't shouldn't. Well, be it's just for like if seed. they're the one seed by seven games, then the other one. Thibodeau is ninety-five to one for Coach oh, of the Year. My, my the Knicks, Knicks have fan been friends are going to love this. Yeah. The Knicks have been the best defense in the league for five weeks. They've over and over again beaten good teams. They just lost Randall for three weeks, but they yeah, have well, a chance to be thing. a three or Isn't four. Isn't that seed. it? Like they, we don't even know if they're, they're going to make their over under. Although they'll, they'll hit their over under. The adjustment. Well, they also might make a, a trade. But what if the Knicks get to like a three seed or a four seed? Yeah, um, not bad, not bad. Yeah, so th- those were the ones I think that jumped out. I think MVP. I don't see the value, but just the fact that, you know, Giannis is 10 to 1. What happens if he goes nuts with Doc Rivers there now? Let me, this isn't on um, Vandal, over under five and a half teams that can win the title this year. Can actually win. Okay, let me look. Celtics plus 310, there's one. You already screwed up. No, okay, Celtics. Denver plus 440, there's two. Mm -hmm. Are you saying definitely or could? Could. All right, I'm including Milwaukee just because Giannis five to one. Clippers seven to one. That's I would it, put. Man. I personally would put OKC at nineteen to one because I think they can make a trade. Philly, I, I guess, but I man, I would I would book that action. Philly eleven to one. I did that. There, so that's the cutoff. Me. That's a cutoff. OKC Philly. I would put Miami in there too at thirty-four to one. Yeah, I mean, would you put Miami in there this time? I put Miami year? over Philly, right? Yeah, because I don't think they care about the regular season, right? Yeah. All right, so you go over, over. Five. Listen, if the Celtics don't have Porzingis, it's over. They could not be more beatable in the East. Like, I, you could pick, mm-hmm. give me four teams that could beat them. I'll be honest, like. The Knicks thirty-four to one, a trade away from they still have the Fournier contract and some picks. Mm-hmm. If they got one more big guy, they become pretty interesting. I don't know if they could win the title, but this is the most interesting playoff series since probably before I met you. I think how many how many would you put in? I thought it would be five and a half. I, I thought it'd be five. I didn't. Um, I had Philly instead of OKC, but you like OKC more than uh, more than most, I think. Yeah, because I, I mean, think they have a trade to make. Who was it last year? It was Memphis was a one seed? Yeah, they were up there. I don't know if they were one seed. I thought Denver was the one seed. Oh, they were Miami at twelve to one. I thought was uh, was pretty good. I don't know what to make of the Cavs because they've been playing well for five weeks, and some of it makes sense to me because you know they lost a couple guys, but then it all of a sudden now they're they basically have shooters, Donovan Mitchell and Jared yeah. Allen, and they play better defense for reasons that I still don't totally understand. 
but they make sense more as a team versus like a, all right, you get the ball now. All right, now it's your turn to have the ball. And uh, yeah. I was looking at them at that plus 350 to win the Central Division over Milwaukee because I don't think they're far away from them. All right. They are... Milwaukee, yeah, Milwaukee got that dancing out of their system. And then they're uh, only they two the games in the loss column, two games in the loss column behind Milwaukee. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. All right, let's do parent court. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. As any parent knows, there's always two things we can't get enough of, and that's time and money. That's why CarMax is making it fast and easy to shop by your budget when you get pre-qualified for your next car. And when I say fast, I mean fast. And the time it takes you to make a pot of coffee, you can get personalized items so you can start shopping that nationwide inventory to find a car within your monthly budget. And even better, pre-qualifying won't impact your credit score. Save time. Start shopping for a car you'll love and get pre-qualified today. CarMax, the way car buying should be. See details at CarMax.com. All right, cuz, what do you got? All right, so uh, my son is wrestling. My middle son, freshman high school. Uh, It is really crazy being a wrestling parent. You have these tournaments, and this is the last tournament of the year for the freshman JV. Um, And he had a weigh-in at 7.30, 40 minutes away. And wrestling starts at 10, which means... I got to leave here at 6.45 on Saturday. I got to get him there. And then I just got to sit in my car and bet English Premier League soccer and watch on my phone from like 8 to 10. And then he gets a match. So he has uh, one win this year. It's probably like one in 10. Uh, But let me just say the circumstances and quality of opponent of that one year was questionable. I'll leave it at that. But God bless him. He went through it. He's got a maniac coach who like drives him. This guy wrestled for Dan Gable. He trained for the mm. Olympics and they'll do like a thousand sprawls and they'll do like, um, uh, what, what do they call it? Like hand fighting for 40 minutes straight. And he comes back and he's a mess and he just like goes right to sleep. But he's like, he's like staying with it. Right. So I'm not expecting much from him in this tournament. In his first match, he gets taken down, but he's got his arm overhooked. Um, even though the guy's got control. Uh, this is going to be inside baseball a little bit, but just bear with me. So, so he's got the arm overhooked, and then he hips in and he hooks the leg. And so now he's got like position, and this move is called the Peterson. And while the guy has the takedown, he's now, if he hips back into him, he's now going to pin the kid or come close, right? So it's hard to picture, but he's basically got a fireman's carry now. It looks like he's in trouble, but it's the opposite. Right, and they're on the ground, and he's hipping back, and he's like pinning the kid, and I'm screaming, squeeze, squeeze. And I posted it to Instagram. And I'm squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And he's hipping in. I'm yelling, squeeze. And he does it. And he pins the kid with 1.7 seconds left in the second period, which is the same amount of time left where the kid hit the three-pointer last in my last parent corner, which is crazy. Right, right. So he pins a kid. And I'm going nuts. And the whole section sees what's going on. And they're going nuts. And he jumps up and he goes wild. And he kicks his foot in the air. And he thrusts his head back. And as we're driving home, and then he loses his next couple matches, so whatever. But and we're driving home. I said, wow, Jack, that was really exciting. Where did you where'd you learn that move? And he said, you taught me in the beginning of the year. And I melted Simmons. I was like, I taught you that? I remember I taught you like a Gramby roll or something. He's like, no, you taught me the Peterson. How did that? I said, wow, I'm so bad at everything else. I was able to teach you this. This is this you, is really I'm something. one in 11 in football picks, but you yeah, made my weekend. One in 11. Well, I, hold on. I was one in nine up until then. <laughs> Give me a break. This is Saturday. Uh, and I was almost like pulled over. I get choked up. And then like uh, we drive for a couple minutes. And I said, what about that celebration? Where'd, where'd you get that from? He's like, oh, that was in honor of TJ Watt. 
I said, what? He says, yeah, you know, he, he does the thing. He moves his head out and he kicks his leg up and he like th- put, puffs his chest out. And I said, oh, all right. Because uh, yeah, he's a Steeler fan, even though I named him yeah. John Romo, we went through this. And I said, really? Why, why are you doing that for TJ Watt? And he says, well, if he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year, I have to honor him somehow. I swear to God, he said that. <laughs> said, wow. You just you just ruined it for me, kid. But uh, good job. So we honored you and TJ Watt. Me and TJ Watt. So I think as parents, we need to come up with a slogan or a symbol, even if it's a heart or whatever, so that our kids, when they do something good, they look to us and, you know, they mimic our celebration or our yeah. whatever, you know, instead of TJ freaking Watt. Anyway. I watched the, on the Peterson. Yeah. I watched the Instagram video three times. Oh, you did. You did. <laughs> um, my favorite part was that Jack and the panda. Oh, that, oh, that was great. It was you screaming <laughs> during the thing. <laughs> now squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> I was dying laughing. It's so good. <laughs> it's Do terrible. people, does everyone yell out in the, in the audience or is it just a select few? Oh yeah. Like our, no, our fa- fans are everyone supposed to yell at the matches. Yeah, I think I've been so. arrested as, as long as it's positive time. and you're, you're okay. um, you know, you're saying something. Yeah. Why well, you only it. heard me? <laughs> well, he was right. Your voice was right next to the phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it yeah. was great. I loved it so much. Well, I did. I did it for TJ. <laughs> um, my son Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, who has listened to the Joe Rogan podcast from time to time when he has comedians on that right. that Ben likes, and. I guess Joe Rogan pushes this thing called Alpha Brain. That uh, yeah. it's like some thing. It helps with like clarity. It's a supplement. It might be a placebo. Who knows? But uh, for some reason, my son decided I'm going to buy Alpha Brain. So we get at Amazon. I, it comes to me. I always just open. I always think it's for me because I can't see. And it's like, oh, it's get this Alpha Brain. I'm like, what, Ben? What the hell is this? He's like, oh no. No, I need that. That's it helps it helps you lock in. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take it for an exam or whatever. So he takes mm-hmm. it for a couple of days and he's telling us, um, Alpha Brain, it's it's been great. I really like it. Like, okay. Wow. My wife gets concerned. She Googles it for like every thing for three hours and it seems mm-hmm. fine. Whatever. The next day we get uh an email from Ben's history teacher, which I read and the first paragraph of it is really good. And she's like, she's basically praising Ben because he's put in a lot of work and he's raised his grade. And says with continued effort, he'll keep improving and blah, blah, blah. You know, thumbs up. And then she writes, I'm actually writing to let you know that Ben had a bottle of Alpha Brain in class today. <laughs> it started to hand them out to his neighbors before <laughs> I caught them. We reemphasized to him that he cannot do this. I would really appreciate it. And then closes with... I, Really hope he can continue his strong progress. So, so now my wife is furious. Ben's like an alpha brain dealer. That's great. So he comes home and we're yelling at him. He's like, it's fine. It's like a vitamin. Like you can't hand out shit in class, you moron. Like, he's he's like old enough to drive at this point. When does when do these kids get smarter, Sal? I don't know. What well, the, the alpha what brain. Alpha brain should help uh, them get smarter. I Apparently think. the alpha brain didn't help with this one. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I, I need to know, did, did the teacher at first know that he was handing out alpha brain or did she think I think maybe she it was saw him handing be... out 
supplements to a couple of his friends in class and, and then she think it was the worst and then he said no 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 it's alpha brain or, or <laughs> she's right? like you don't understand he's like no no it's alpha brain and i think he tried to defend it and right that led to a very pleasant email from her um just <laughs> kind of that. giving us a heads up I, so, did you write back yet because if you should we did. my my wife sent her a long mortified oh. email back she's a great teacher she's been yeah, really good you, so we were you should be like hey What's wrong, Teach? You worried all the kids are going to ace your exams because they're on Alpha Brain? <laughs> we get confident. You leave yeah. my son alone if he wants to Alpha Brain it up. Uh, I I forgot I was going to take one um, before tonight's podcast to see what happened. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but then I came to Chicago and I forgot to take it. Oh, let, I got to get one from him. I'll just go to school and get one from him. Okay? We just should go, do it before. go to we second should, period class. We should it. do it do before the props, uh, the Super Bowl props pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, That's Alpha awesome. Brain apparently doesn't help with common sense. There you go with uh, Parent Corner. <laughs> Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. There's never enough time in the day, especially for parents. CarMax understands that. They get it. That's why they're making it fast and easy to shop for your next car. At CarMax.com, you can get pre-qualified in as little as five minutes with no impact to your credit score. And you can shop at Nationwide Inventory with your personalized monthly budget. With all the time you'll save, maybe you can start planning that family road trip or finally get a little you time, even if it's just for a little while. CarMax, the way car buying should be. See details at CarMax.com. All right, Sal, what do you got to plug? That was a good one. Uh, Through the Ringer with Tate Frazier. You've heard of him. Yeah. Delightful young fella. We have uh, Against the Odds, a couple episodes this week. And Cousin Sal's winning weekend. The playmaker, Michael Irvin, joins me. That'll oh, be fun. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we'll cancel. Who knows? Yeah. Love Michael Irvin. Lots of fun. That's great. Big fun, um, I think. All right. Well, next time we talk, it will be Super Bowl props Sunday night on this podcast. This is probably your favorite week of the year when you figure out all the props. Don't lose your I confidence. Love it. I love it. No, you, I you, you had a you had an off playoffs, but that doesn't mean you can't win the big game and no, okay, I came back with back. the Niners. I in, in a way, I have a little streak going here. My, Niners money line. Jesus Christ, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, regardless, good job by you, guys. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Kyle Creighton and Steve Cerruti, as always. Thanks to Cousin Sal. I'm going to be back on Tuesday with a new podcast here. I'm not sure about Thursday yet. Thursday is up in the air, but Tuesday is definitely happening. So stay tuned for that and I'll see you then. Must be 21 plus and president select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. You can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 188 188- 789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET 
in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 